one, two, three, four. It's the Chunk and Ding Show. It's the awesome Chunk and Ding Show. It's the Chunk and Ding Show. It's called out It's the Chunk and Ding Show. It's the awesome Chunk and Ding Show. It's the Chunk and Ding Show. It's called out Hello and welcome to the 68th episode of the Afternoon Yap. I'm Chuck the Punk, and with me today is our co-host, Dinger Dog. Dog here. Our good pal, Mau Pal. Hey, everybody. And my beautiful wife, Catherine. How's it going, babe? She just made a hand gesture. (laughs) Uh, She said you're number one. On today's episode, we're going to count down our top 10 favorite video games of 2018. First and foremost, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, dog. How was your Christmas, dog? Please, do you have any good stories for us? Something had to have happened. Some sort of bad luck or good luck or just something unbelievable. What happened to you, Dinger Dog? Uh, no, I was a pleasant family Christmas. Not much happened. There was a little bit of a time where I, I accidentally ingested some form of cookie right before my mother-in-law came over, which uh, hilarity ensued. That sounds yeah. like a 90s comedy right oh, well, there, I know, bud. I know, I know. Starring, starring Pauly Shore. What else happened over your Christmas break? I don't want to pass the microphone over to Malpal because it's just going to not land. <laughs> Should it land? Malpal, how you doing, buddy? It's great to see you. You ready to talk, to talk about our top 10 video games of 2018? That's why I'm here. Hey, let's get it started. Uh, what do you think about this year? Do you, is it not as strong as last year, not as strong as recent years? I feel like when we were creating this list, this was the first time that it's been actually kind of difficult to come up with a top 10 list. How do you feel? I think like the last couple of years have been so good and were pretty easy to, you know, there was a lot more competition for the top 10. This year you had to think back a little bit more. It's been a little more patchy. What about you, dog? You look like you got something to say. I do have something to say. I mean, like this list, how can you, is there, would we like to explain to the listeners how you came up with this? Our list? top 10 list this year is going to be pretty much us three like uh, an amalgamation is that the right word i'm looking for of sure. our of our top 10 games. a tossed salad of our top 10 games because last year we did a top 10 where we drank way too much red bull vodka and it was basically me and mal pow talking the entire time and dinger every once in a while would chip in with nothing helpful to say i and got one, the drink so once yeah one time he interrupted us just to say hey i'm gonna go get red bull vodka who else wants one we all raised our hands it ruined the show but we wanted to get dinger dog involved a little bit more this year he's 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 the looks of the show that's right he's not really the writer of the show dinger dog how much roblox did you play this year i know not very much roblox i played a lot a lot of minecraft jesus minecraft came out eight years ago so, so <laughs> should that be in our top system, ten man so did our seven-year-old niece <laughs> yeah she's we're friends <laughs> So, yes, this year I wanted to get all of us involved. Mapow is basically a member of the crew at this point. Dinger Dog, you've been back on this show for the back past six months. You, your paychecks have started to come, am I right? Uh, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> they, uh, they're still – I checked with the mailman. He said he's never heard of that. You've actually yet. started playing video games again, though. Like, I'm really proud of you. You got a new console this year. You're not just playing Wii-related games. That's right. And and I, uh, I am not – I would never just fall in love with one game and only play it. So th- this is going to be our top 10 for this year. 
Are, and I think that's pretty generous for you to give us, a, oh, I mean, a input in this. I uh-huh. mean, really, it's your top ten. W- would I be wrong to say that? With, yeah, with, like, I some... had final say. Yeah. I mean, number one is still was still so my answer. Top ten. But we put a couple with... Malpow games in there. We put a couple Dinger Dog games in there that we would not have put in the, in our list. We wanted right. to make it a collection of all three of us. And top ten, it's it's whatever your opinion is. Anyway, there's no scientific way to do this. Yeah, everyone's gonna always have their own list. And again, with this year being a little patchier, I think like there was a little more room to kind of discuss what should be on there and what shouldn't be versus they're just being like, well, we've got 15. We have to cut down to 10. This was more like we've got, you know, six or seven. And then it's arguable. Dinger dog. What'd you have to say, bud? Five minutes. So let's get into the show. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that was. Let's get into it. Let's get into this show. <laughs> All right. Dinger dog. You're going to, you're going to start that countdown. Uh, the countdown has started. So number 10. Sea of Thieves. This came out, what, last March? And, uh, Dinger Dog, I want you to take it from here, actually, bud. Well, I, I guess for Sea of Thieves, I saw this on the list. I was happy to see it on the list. But I think number 10 is where it belongs. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. I said to my wife today, I'm sorry to interrupt. I said, you know that we've had a shitty year when Sea of Thieves makes the top 10. Go well, ahead, exactly, bud. Exactly, exactly. And... This is a game that easily could be one, two, or three. Yes, I, I agree with that. There's sentiment. so much potential. There's so much. Excuse me. Uh, there's so much there. When, when I heard you two explain it, and our buddy Kyle explained what it was, I was like, "You mean I could get to go maraud and pillage on the open seas with my pals, and you know, go on adventures? That sounds great." Somehow it fell short of that. I mean, and I didn't even mind. There, there was a lot of. I mean. The world was small enough where I didn't feel like I was sailing for too long to get there. It just something fell short. Maybe it was, I think a lot of the battle mechanics weren't where I wanted them to be. But help me out here because I'm going to run into a wall. They're just We ran out of stuff to do. We had so much fun that first 20 hours or so. And I think also, you know, when you get four buddies like us together that all really have long-lasting relationships with each other, it's just like an open chat room. You know, like we were just having more fun. Talking, yeah, you and I would get drunk and throw up and on each other and Mount would scold us. I, like, and, my memories of this game are me. Is me and you not really doing any of the hard work. Somebody else would be sailing the ship. Somebody else would be navigating. And me and you would just be kind of playing around, talking to each other on the deck. And I think that this game, it's at number 10, and it just it, – it, it's potential. It, I think that's the only reason it makes it, a list is was, for its potential. It was a really great sandbox to go run around with you guys. Like – it didn't have. It didn't last very long. Like we didn't play it all that long. It might actually be interesting to go back now. I think they've added a little more content. But just the base, like go sail a ship around with your buddies, so you can yell at each other and crash into things. Like that was solidly there. And I think I guess I wanted to run into more other people. I mean, unless we, I I don't know if it's just how we played it. I felt we were too mission based, unless like I wanted to run into you know. You were the Some guy other that podcast. In... So, so again, I haven't played it, but I've heard one of the big things they added was an easy way to like have a flag on your ship where you're like, "Hey, we want to go do stuff with other ships," or "Hey, we want to fight each other," or whatever. It's like when you turn the pineapple upside down in your shopping cart at the grocery store. I, 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 I almost swear it out loud. What does that have to do with anything? What are you it's, talking it's a about? Signal to other people. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you, do you, you may want clearly, to engage in activity with them. Clearly, Chunk doesn't flip the it just, pineapple. It, it ran out of stuff to do, and 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 I honestly had a huge problem with all the griefing. Like I had so much fun 
when it was us. What's, what's griefing? When precious? it was us when we were just out on the open water sailing, like looking at that gorgeous water. The art, the art style was incredible. But when other players like start attacking you and and kill you, and it had that. It really drove me bonkers. It, it was. It really felt like it was still just in development, early release. If they had built it that way, probably wouldn't have been as unhappy with it. But yeah, it just there was enough there to make it really fun to run around a few guys, but not enough to be like, oh, let's keep going back to it. Well, I, I, it, this is almost a free to play game, or maybe even if you're reaching a twenty dollar game. And I got upset that this was a sixty dollar game that was sold to us as this new flagship by Rare. We we're huge fans of Rare, and there was going to be all this stuff to do, and maybe the writing was on the wall when we played the beta for 15 hours, and there really wasn't much else to do, and then we got the final product, and we said, oh, shit, there really isn't well, all that like, much well, to if do. If I remember correctly, right, there's three, like, you can get, like, a uh, merchant's chest. Like, there's three maps. You can do three things. You can either go out and attack skeletons. You can either go out and pick up uh, treasure chests. Or you can go out and collect animals, which was by far the worst. And that's it. Yeah, go really, all the pig. fun that you are having is the fun that you create with your buddies along the way. I mean, some of the best times I had was just sitting on that on that ship and getting way too drunk with Dinger. While you guys are actually working hard and like trying to play this game. And here's Dinger Dog drunk. He's in the cannon shooting himself in the water. And we <laughs> got to go get him. Yeah. We got to go find out where he's at. It's just... It's me and our buddy to the east just going, trying to control this ship as you guys are one, running around. Just, no, left, left. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, oh. Yeah, this was, yeah. this out of all the top 10 games or out of the, the games of this year, like this was a game that I, like my wife would say, I want to play this game. How many like, hours yeah. did I play that with you? I don't know, five or six. Pretty, pretty good amount. That's impressive. And That's very you, impressive. My, my wife was playing too. Like it, it wasn't a game that you had to be like a super hardcore gamer to get into. Yeah, like they made it easy enough that you can start it without needing to be super. I got to keep up with the other wives. Yeah, through and, the MCP. I think it, that's what well, I think that it illustrates what we're saying is it opened up your living room, right? Because I mean, at that point, you could hear literally, literally, you could hear like all my kids running around me, like brush your teeth, brush God damn your it. goddamn I teeth, go brush your teeth. Hey. Uh, someone do that. You are not going to go to college if you do not brush those teeth. Now brush those teeth. Right. And so, and then you could do that. And then I could hear Katie being like, Chack, you know, do this. And then like, how do I steer it? And it was, it was fun. Uh And then where's the wine? Yeah. It it just, it didn't have legs. Like it it felt like this big glorified chat room from the late nineties. You know, like we were just having a lot of fun talking to each other and it came at the right time where I, none of us had been playing multiplayer games for the longest time. You know, the days of call of duty had long since been gone. So it was fun to be getting text messages that said, yar mateys, you want to go sail the open seas? Lame. What, what's up? Okay. Um, so that's sea of thieves. A, a, a fun game. I'm sure that there's lots of stuff to go into it. I'm sure you gave it a 10 when it first came out. No, no, I would still probably. We're not going to score these games. Oh, but I, the potential is there. But if they make if they make a sequel, they really have to. They can't rest on their laurels this time. Uh, number nine, Dead Cells. Malpow, why don't you take it for a little bit? Before you you'd like take it away too much, there, Mal. Will you just explain what it is? Yeah. Okay. So Dead Cells, this is going to be like sounding like a lot of qualifiers, but it's like a run-based roguelike. So let me break that down. Break down run-based for Dinger Dog and roguelike for Dinger Dog. Okay. So, um. That's like Roblox. (laughs) 
<laughs> not really. Uh, so yeah, so Dead Cells. So basically, the idea of it is you're going to be doing um, a bunch of times jumping in, and it's kind of they have uh, it's like you're the same character being resurrected to a certain extent without getting way into story or anything. Um, so you start out kind of in the same place, and then are making a run up through basically this island and castle fortress. Um, every time you die, you go back to the start, but you get to keep some of the things you've unlocked, some of the benefits. So part of what the game is is going through and unlocking this stuff and getting further and further. The That's kind of run-based is that kind of game where you're starting over with a fresh run every time. Maybe you start to accumulate some abilities and things. But some of the, if you heard of Spelunky, that was a really, really well-known one that was kind of that same run-based. The roguelike part just means basically that it's like the map is remixed every time. It's not totally random, which I think is a good thing. I feel like Dead Cells did, one of the things they did really well was a good balance of having it be enough randomness that every time you went through it was a little different. The layout of the map was a little different. Where the enemies were, which enemies were where, with what powers and abilities... That was all different every time, but they managed to keep some of like the main things or the main elements or set pieces of the level or were there just in a different order. So can I can I like condense that into what I understand? What you're saying is essentially if I get a blue orb on my first run through, I get to keep the blue orb on the second run through. But the guy I got the blue orb from might not be right after the two jumps. Yeah, it may be entirely, he may be in a different yeah. spot. And gotcha. Yeah, and there's some there's some uh, elements too of like holding on to the orbs to use what you were saying basically uh or the cells so you're you're holding on to them and you can either turn them in or hold on to them but if you die having not turned them in you lose them so there's kind of a presser lock or if you played like bloodborne had some elements of that so so generally it is kind of a, a game that pulled from a lot of really interesting mechanics from a lot of very different types of games um and did a really good job with it the art style wise is I don't know, I've heard it called like 16-bit or SNES kind of. It's a little better than that, but it's a really nice feel to it, a really nice look. And it was uh, it was one of those games that really makes you just want to go play one more round. Did like, you play this? What, what? How did you play this? What console? It's on everything. I played it on Switch. Yeah, that's why I have it on Switch as well. Um, it lends itself so well to Switch too because this is a game that gets a little bit repetitive. This is a game that you – you might find yourself doing different missions, not just trying to go right for that last boss. And this is something that you could put, do off or do in in the you know in your hand that, that works better yeah. in that context. It, it's really good for like. There's a joke there that I missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it with your hand. Yeah, you could do it off with your hands. All right, sorry, man. Pulling something off. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, so it was a game that it's really good for you know filling out a little bit of time or. But you, you get to the end of it, and you're like, oh, shit, I want to play one more round. I got to go, and you know, yeah, it'll take five minutes, right? And then maybe you end up half an hour later going, like, oh, I did, like, five more tries. You know? I, I know you said you didn't want to get too much into the story, but, like, can you give me, like, a – Like, um, I'm completely – I, mean, I can't so even picture this. You are this. a headless so protagonist? You, well, so you, you're kind of like a, a corpse that's been – so you, you basically wake up at the very beginning – as like a corpse in a dungeon and then like kind of the squidgy thing drops on it and like kind of like takes over resurrects this corpse and you start playing through and eventually you die and then you wake back up again in the dungeon but it's slightly different looking and you can kind of get a sense through things you find that a little bit of time has passed and then you start going through the dungeon again and but now some of the things that were there before are there but there's also things that have turned or changed around. The level looks differently. Enemies are in different places. 
um, but it still has kind of the same feel. That's where I'm saying it's it's not even so much a random dungeon every time. It's like a remix of it. And then there's a bunch of levels. So you'll go through that dungeon. You'll get to a level where you have the opportunity to like turn in your orbs, get some additional abilities, um, you know, basically refresh your health, that kind of thing. Was that right with orbs? That was a random guess, by the way. Are uh, they I mean, blue? They're like, I think it's cells is what they call oh, them. But, I mean, it, they're blue orbs. Uh, yeah, more or less. Yes. Um, so you're collecting that you're in between, then you'll hit a a spot where you can turn some things in, get some additional powers, and then you go back out into the next level. So it starts in the dungeon every time, then you could either go to the sewers or you could go to the town and things like that. So that's kind of the, the general setup of the game. And you're just going and advancing further and further up kind of this Island castle fortress thing. And so this, even though this is number nine on our list, this is not a game that's for everybody. There's there's a couple of different things at play here. Number one, this game works really well as a Metroidvania game. It looks like some of the really good Castlevanias. It's got great levels. It's got incredible combat. But another thing that it's got going for it, too, is it's very much in the vein of Dark Souls. So if you've never played a Dark Souls before, you, you need to understand that this is... This is hard combat. This is combat that you need to, you know, master the enemies. You need to find out what their tells are. You're not going to be good right off the bat. Yeah, but I will say that it doesn't take long before, you know, each of these kind of general areas or levels, you can go around and explore every little bit at. Or once you start unlocking things and want to get further along, you also learn to know your way around enough to just zoom through them. And it doesn't take too long before enemies that used to be really difficult at the beginning you've got their pattern down and you're advancing a little bit further. And it, it, again, it gives that, it has that really good feel of that. Like, okay, I want to play one more round and get a little bit further. And you're just kind of doing that over and over. So yeah, it can be difficult, but it's, it's more friendly than like, than I'd say like a Dark Souls. So where does the term roguelike come from? What, what was one of the first roguelikes that like, cause uh, I'd never heard of a rogue, roguelike until rogue. I played this game. So there was a rogue, very old school PC game called, or not old school. It was an old PC game. Um, called Rogue, which was with, like, I think just, like, ASCII characters. But going around, and it was the same sort of deal, which is you'd play as a character, your character would eventually die, you'd get a new character, and it would be like the dungeon had basically randomized. So every time you played, you were never going through a level the same way every time. So that kind of was what they called back to when they started doing some newer games. Like I said, Spelunky was one, a couple... Oh, more than a couple few years ago. They Spelunky. Really I love Spelunking. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, but I'm chid. Hey. <laughs> Way to go. Welcome what to the show, baby girl. What kind of Spelunking, my dear? I got one final question for you. Did you beat the game? No, I haven't beaten it yet. So, like, that was one thing that I think that the game is absolutely fantastic. But it, uh, the roguelike, just the idea of that is... It's not for everybody. You are going to die. You are going to die. You're going to die. And you're always going to start over from the beginning. But you're going you're gonna to keep the new items that you got along the way. And you're going to learn new things along the way. And the, the, the object isn't to just, you know, go, get as fastly as you can to that last boss. Because that last boss is going to kick your ass. You need to pretty much master there's the a, whole. There's a real balance there. Like there's different. And that's another thing like to the, you know, as a think how great they balance the game where there's like strategies where maybe you do just want to rush through really quick or do you want to pick up all of the you know orbs well there's there's a whole separate thing like scrolls instead of orbs <laughs> it's entirely different yeah um but basically where you know they help may you though, or may right? not, they, they'll make you better at some things but they'll also increase the ability of the enemies and i think they've played around with the balance of that over time but they just in general did a very good job of making it where, you know, maybe you do just want to rush really through 
quickly through. Maybe you want to make sure you hit one particular area. Um, just an impressively designed game as well as being a lot of fun. Yeah, really really fun combat. And I love the look of the game because I'm a huge Metroid or, or huge Castlevania fan. Uh, that's it. Number nine. Number eight. Number nine. Number nine. Number eight. Far Cry 5. Uh, this was... This list is on here for me because I loved this game. I, I'm not going to go out and say that I think that this is the best Far Cry. I think the best Far Cry was actually 3. But Far Cry 5 took all of the great things about 3 and 4 and just made this huge sandbox world of all kinds of different things to do. My my big criticism about the game is, is I wasn't in love with the story. The, the Joseph Seed is nowhere near as a compelling character as Vaz was in 3. Nowhere near as awesome. I, my favorite character was uh, Ming. What was his name from 4? Yeah, Peg and Ming. Peg and Ming from 4. But I, these games are really fun, almost kind of arcade action sandbox games. You, you, can, you can play them however you want to. You can tackle any of the, the missions, any of the ways that you want to. It depends on uh, what kind of vehicle you want to use, what kind of loadout you want to use. The things that I loved about this game were actually uh, Hope Montana was beautiful. I don't think it was as beautiful as India was, and I don't think it was as compelling as a setting as uh, a tropical island was. But th this game, what it lacked in a really good story, made up for it in just a, a lot of fun. Like, I really enjoyed all of the different things that you could do in this game. And... I felt like that they streamlined stream streamlined this game more so than they did in the other ones because the challenge always felt right there. I wasn't I didn't have to repeat missions over and over sometimes. Usually it was kind of right where I was at in terms of difficulty. Map, map how, how did you feel about this game? I honestly just think that I'm maybe just a little burnt out on the formula. Um, I just didn't enjoy it as much. I can't say that it's like any one thing because, like you said, it, graphically it looks great, um, and it still had all the fun sandbox gameplay and all the guns. It added some more things like airily, which were a lot of fun with uh, small planes and everything. Um, but I just I feel like maybe I'm just a little burnt out on the series. Uh, open worlds are like the earlier ones were like such a revelation when it did it. It was some of the, the series that started doing that huge open world sandbox thing pretty early on. I just feel by this one, maybe I'm burnt out. Sand Go ahead, Bal. Go ahead, Dinger. So in full disclosure, this game has been, um, since Mal Pal and I are roommates, we can console share. I've had this, I've been staring at this game on my Xbox since it, essentially it came out. You're a big fan of like Battlefield. So think of it as almost uh, like an open world game where there you can, uh, I mean, I spent a lot of time with a rocket launcher. I spent a lot of time with- But what with, are you even, do, who are you fighting? What's the, what am I supposed to do? What fighting are, Warren Jeffs, the well, cult leader. Well, you, That's you, all I thought about the whole time you played. Yeah, yeah who's I mean, Warren Jeff? I'm not putting you on the, uh, I don't know. Who's Warren Jeff? He's one of like the main cult leaders and, Started in I don't know the early two thousands. He's not he's not Waco guy, right? No, he, they they Waco. really they could have done so a Waco better. Waco is what I pictured when they were playing this. Oh, game. Right. David Koresh was Waco. They, no, 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 David Koresh was the Branch Davidians. They could have done Warren a better. Jeffs, he's a guy from like Utah or something. Right, with, with all the, the wives, yeah, all he's, the wives. He's, he's in trouble. He has like yeah. a million children. Uh, and the he, compound. He's, he's yeah. the, that's why I pictured you fighting. Uh, he's the cult leader. What are the Jeffs to look up to? I, I think that they could have done a better job with the story in this game. I just think that we're in such a 
uh, like a fragile PC kind of time where they couldn't have taken it. No, into I see. I think see, it's the best when you have the no, fragile see, PC well, time. Well, I was disappointed in that. I don't think they really. I think they talked a big game that way, and then they really didn't. Yeah, I think they would. And I'm not. And I'm not saying it would have been easy to do, or they couldn't have done it in a way that wasn't really controversial. But if you're gonna like have a big ad campaign about how controversial this is, and then like totally back off on it, like. Again, I don't think that makes it a good or a bad game by itself. But for me, it was more of just everything's a giant open world game now, and I don't have as much time. Dinger, I think you might really like it because you aren't as immersed in all the new games coming out, so you're probably not as burned out on that concept. So. Right, right. And I, I guess I was so Have close you ever to played one of the Far Cry no. games? I don't they're they're just... They're they're so fun. Like I think that they I think that they do gunplay really well. I think that they do vehicles really well. It is frustrating that you can never go behind the back. It's so always I, I, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm go so ahead. used to like a certain game where I don't even like you say gunplay and battles and, and vehicles. I'm like, why am I even like who am I shooting and why? What 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 blue so orbs do I have to these, find? You're shooting these cult people, and he's got seemingly. Hundreds, hundreds of them in this game. That that's what's kind of silly yeah, as well. For, for a remote valley in Montana, there's a lot of dudes. Why didn't around. the police ever show up? Well, no, they they talk uh, about well, that. they're they probably I part mean, of the cult so, there, bro. Okay, I think so this all makes sense. Now wait, now wait a second. I mean, do you? That's like the opening of the game is exactly the police showing up, and you're one of them. That's like the setup. You like, are you actually watch a. The path on Hulu. I guess not. Oh. Oh, well, comment. Well, well, well yeah, would, Dinger, I, I think you might like this one. So I would say take that or... Pick it up in 2019. Yeah. I, I, I like the way that this story unfolds in this game, too. Because or go back and play 4. The, I think four the map is huge. The best of the series. And it, you unlock it. You can do it in any way that you want to. But the main part is, is you've got to go fight Seed's three like minions. It's his sister and his two brothers. And you can unlock the missions however you want to. You can go to each one of the regions as you want to, but you have to defeat all three of them before you take this guy on. And I'll end with, I thought that this had such an incredible ending to it. And I'm not going to spoil the ending to it, even though you know what the ending is because the sequel is going to be coming out soon. They're, they're making that... One that's set know. 30 years into the future that's coming out this yeah. spring. See the guy in the church. I mean, I the wouldn't spoil It's a little early to spoil it. I don't know. It's a, it's your podcast. Do you want to? The game came out like eight months ago. I mean, we can spoil it if you want to. All right, there's plenty, well, there's plenty of warnings about spoilers. Right, right so after, that's all right I after we tell Dinger, hey, you should totally play this. And by the way, here's how it ends. Yeah, I'm gonna Dinger, plug my ear, earmuffs. One of the most fun things to do in this game is whenever you take on a fort. What what do you call that? Whenever what are those missions called where you basically have to take over a, a fort that is overrun by a Fortnite? bunch of enemies. I don't remember what they call it in this one, but yeah, it's effectively but, you've got like some kind of like base that they've got set up that you're going to go attack and over. And they they did it so much better in this one than they did in the other ones because in the other ones these are like ten minute fights, and so if uh, you four had that too, I mean that's not a totally new. Fight. I know, but it's they're a little bit easier this time around because I remember in four I would die. I, I what nothing nothing. Where I'm just saying. I, uh, Mom and dad are fighting. <laughs> you need a better code <laughs> if we're running low on time. No, you're not running. No, oh my God. stop. This is, producer comes in and says, Mom and dad, don't fight. The, the audience doesn't like that. So, so speaking to the microphone. I, I thought that this one was way more streamlined than the other ones were. And, and it, is, it is a long campaign. I think it was every bit of maybe 30 or 40 hours. I might be wrong on that. So it is a very big game, but... Um, that's my number eight. I thought it was a blast. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that 
semi-sequel that's coming out this spring. So uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in a little bit. I'm uh, going to get in trouble during the break so you guys know. I can tell. We will be right back. Hello and welcome back to the Afternoon Yap. Let's get back into our top 10 games of 2018, starting off with number seven. It's one of Dinger's favorite franchises of all time. We're going to talk about Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Dinger Dog, what do you think about this game, good buddy? I, I, I'm still a little stunned by like getting my heart ripped out by this game. No, I, I, so I, for those of you that don't know, I'm a big fan of the series. I've played it from the very beginning. Uh, I think I've probably played almost every iteration of this, including some weird pieces. Including spin-offs. the really bad ones. Right, right. All the way through. So, um, And in the last segment, we talked about open world stuff. And that's where I think my big fear is getting to open world stuff. Where I think this is, my, this is my jam, right? This is my ingredients where I'm like, I played this game. And I never, I saw things that were going to happen. I'm like, oh, here's where I have to. Like, I saw the formula, and it didn't bother me. Because I love the game so much. So... Backing up a little bit. Um, That's what she said. Back it up a little bit. <laughs> Way to go, Kat. Right. Two right. for two on this. All right. So um, I love it when Jeff gets flustered. because who's Jeff? Or Dinger Dog gets flustered. Because you, that's your job is every time I'm in the middle of a really good point, you go, oh, but don't you <laughs> mean the, something else that has nothing to do you with said that? something about a wiener. <laughs> um, no. So... This game takes place in South America, um, and I was really excited about that setting because I don't know that. W- I mean, I guess the very first Tomb Raider on PlayStation One hinted at that as as the actual setting, but this they actually say that. Um, she one, went all over. Butts are bigger in South America. What, 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 I don't know what you're saying. Will you please explain that comment. She's got a big, thick booty, and her boobs are. And I love that they. <laughs> you said it. I love that they say that they restrained her character. She still they've has it going they, on. They have restrained her character, but we didn't talk about I mean, who's the main character in Far Cry. Uh, a no-name guy that says nothing. We didn't talk about yeah. his buttocks, did we? It's a first-person shooter. It's a first-person shooter, so you never really get that. Yeah. I'm sure view. it's nice. He's got to be fit running around Montana. It's impossible to talk about the Tomb Raider series without referencing Lara Croft. Well, yes, she's the main character. Well, I mean, you mean her body? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the only thing that you can come up with to discuss about the female character is her physical characteristics. Right, right. Oh. Maybe the fact that she... One, I could talk about her physical characteristics in that I really wish that I could jump off a 10-foot ledge to sit down 10 feet and catch with two fingers and then pull myself up. I do miss that they take... I remember playing... You also want a little waist and a big booty. I, I wish I had a little waist Look, and a big I, booty. I don't know what CrossFit gym she goes to, but it must be pretty hard. Yeah, and she had to start really early. And then, uh, like, they they dialed it way back because I remember playing an iteration, like, on PC where whenever you would pull yourself up from a cliff, she would pull herself up into a handstand oh. and then do, like, like a spread eagle splits yeah, to get yeah. down. And I'm like, well, that was unnecessary, but I'm 15. Yeah. So um, they toned that back. Just enough to keep. She's sexy still, with, yeah. uh, but she's still fighting for the right. And I think one of the things her character did this time that I wanted more of, like they flirted with her being kind of, uh, like they they flirted with the idea of she's she's an explorer, right? She's an archaeologist, but they they started to throw in the word pillage, 
like they started to like the cultural appropriation they started to to discuss that like maybe going and stealing all these or going and taking things and calling them artifacts you're actually stealing almost as if she was like raiding tombs or right 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 so it's like it's weird because they have a their name is tomb raider and what so her without going too much into her, her character arc um at, at first she's just raiding tombs and doesn't care and then she well, starts i mean like in the first one of this reboot this trilogy she's kind of back to like origin story right right so very beginning it's all about her dad she's trying to figure out what happened to her dad or what her dad was into in his notebooks and things like that what I really liked. The gameplay, uh, they had, so you have your, your puzzles, which I thought the puzzles were good and not too hard, and I never really had these big moments. I played through it on hard to start. And well, I, good for you. And I never had these moments where I was like, oh, maybe it happened once or twice, actually, where I'm like, I don't know where to go, like pure frustration, which is pretty good for a Tomb Raider game where I was used to in the past being lost forever and be like, where am I supposed to go? I'm jumping up these, like... Clearly going not where I'm supposed to go. Uh, the the shooting was really fun. Like, the actual combat in this game is good. I played most of it on stealth. Like, I covered myself in mud against the walls and just knifed people pretty much the entire game. But the shooting was good. The, I like the crafting arrows. You didn't have to craft too much to get your resources. So I thought, that was balanced. Look at me. Listen, I'm a real gamer. Yeah, I'm blown away with this. <laughs> um, I didn't start the timer, though. Uh... And then the, the sequences, like there was four or five of them where you're like basically running from either a tsunami or a, or a flood or whatever. Those I thought were great. I know you didn't like them, Chunk, but I thought that well, you kind of had to memorize the sequence. I didn't feel like I had to memorize the sequence because I kind of felt like I knew instinctively. Because Lara and I are like uh, soulmates. Is that... Chuck needed some help from his wife on this one. Yeah. This was my favorite out of this new trilogy, and I'll tell you why. Because it was more of a focus on um, – shoot. Number one, the game actually felt a little bit more linear to me than the last one did. I got stuck big time in the second one. Uh, this one – they, there was a lot of shooting in the second one. This one was a little bit more restrained. It's more puzzles, exploration, climbing, and shooting. Um, I thought that the story was a little bit better in this one. This game is actually almost a survival horror game about halfway through it. it the, the, you run into these enemies that are really creepy. They reminded me of the monsters out of Descent. I really liked that part. Uh, this was actually the only Tomb Raider that I've ever played through. So we, it's got that going for it. Like, I really... I, where do you take this character? Because I was kind of let down with her arc. She's a selfish pain in the ass that only cares about the next treasure that she's going to get. She doesn't care about who she hurts. She, she blames all of this stuff on her daddy, who was the exact same type of person that she was. And I really don't feel that the redemption that they gave us at the end of the series is good enough for me. What do you think, Dinger Dog? My, wrap my, it up because we're at the end. Right. My big knocks against it are, like, without a spoiler, the ending, I don't know that made any sense. They were, there wasn't a big wrap-up moment for the, for the series. Um, I, I, I don't know where you go with this character. I don't know if you need to go anywhere with this yeah. character because she's going to be Lara Croft and she, like Miles said it, she, she's the Tomb Raider. I mean, I don't know, like, in, we said it before in the world the, of PC, it's going to be harder and harder to be a Tomb Raider. Like, she's going to have to, like, look at something and then put it back and then, like, I don't know. I, I thought they did a good job of balancing that. And if you haven't played it, I think you should play it. 
This was one of my favorites of the year. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Like that game, there's, uh, it and looks. And he's not talking about the girl. And I'm not just talking about the lady. Uh, Dinger Dog. Yes, sir. Mal Pal. Let's yes. go into our number six of 2018. We're talking about Marvel's Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, no, it, I thought this one was great. I mean, I think I'm kind of surprised by how few really good recent Marvel games there have been. Whereas when you think about like comic book characters and as like open world games have become such a big thing, a popular type of game, it's surprising that there's not more that have, you know, this giant pantheon of heroes. I don't know if it's just Disney's less interested in games now or what. Um, but it's it was really great to see them, I thought, just solidly nail this one. Like, just really good, you know, they didn't just rehash his origin, which I really like. They started it with, he's already Spider-Man, it's out there, there's stuff going on. We don't have to reestablish, reestablish all of that. Everyone knows that character by now. Um, Peter Parker. Yes. Mary Jane. Yes. Actually, I thought, as far as dialogue goes, I thought that was some of the best dialogue in the game. Like, I thought they actually nailed that pretty well. Like, There's a good love story there. Yeah, and, like, not just making it a love story, but being like, well, no, it's, you know... It's complicated. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm helping with the color. From there was a lot of, like, you know, hashtag millennial problems. Like, oh, no, I've been kicked out of my apartment. Like, you know, I got to get money from my relatives. That kind of thing. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I just thought overall it was, like, a very good... Uh, story, you know, the open world stuff was really good. It felt restricted enough that it didn't feel too overwhelming. I think I did probably, I don't know, maybe about half to two thirds of, of the available stuff out there. So it felt like maybe there was a little too much to do. Um, you know, it would have been probably kind of boring to go and like 100% do all of that side stuff. But there was a good mix of it. It wasn't all just the same thing. It was easy to just kind of swing around and find stuff. Uh, they totally nailed the swinging. Like, the movement was great. I, that was so I, much I have fun. a big question Much here. like Arkham that made you feel like Batman, you felt like Spider-Man in this yeah. game. Yeah, you just felt like Spider-Man swinging all over the place and, like, the whole, um, like, acrobatic nature of it and everything. Is it? I know this is a big ask, and I'm putting you on the spot, so I'm going to try and talk enough to give you time to think about it. Well, I but am a can, professional. So. Can you, like, I, I heard that about this game coming in, and I just don't know how. how. Like, how can you... Uh, explain the game mechanics that make you feel like how do you do swing so just so for one thing like it does a good job of like the animation is really well done like they they clearly spent a lot of time with people with suits stuck with you know the ping pong balls outside of them whatever like getting all of the swinging and all the mechanism right you're, you're nodding like that's your fetish but yeah that um <laughs> i'm letting that one go anyway so uh but yeah like so just it looks really great um they have you know they do a good job of making it where like every time you're like starting a swing and like shooting, you know, the web to go grab something, it's actually going to a physical object in the game. And like, if you go like up to the very tops of the skyscrapers, like you can't just keep swinging because there's nothing there to swing from unless there's a helicopter going around, which that's fun. Like to like latch onto the helicopters and stuff. So, I mean, they, they play with that. There's definitely a couple of missions in there where, there are different things going on where they play around with the idea of like needing to move in very specific ways, whether it's, you know, like a challenge mission or even some of the stuff they do with some of the storyline stuff. Um, but it just, it, I don't know how to describe it other than you really feel like you've got like the sensation and the momentum of 
somebody really swinging around and that is way. there enough is it challenging enough i mean like I, I, i'm kind of trying to channel tony bones who couldn't be here today and his big concern with this game was like press square to like shoot yeah, web and I wrap mean, up it, bad it, guy it's well, not... when they first showed us the game they showed a bunch of quick time and i can assure you that they're, no, they're yeah. they they're very sparingly in that but when they were advertising this game you're like jesus like how many of these boss fights are going to no, be all quick time yeah. events I, I think, and I don't know if they backed away from it or if they were just showing that because those were some of the cool moves. Like some of the, a lot of those are, I don't think a lot of them were like that kind of quick timey stuff. I think they really changed that. Um, the fighting felt really good. They nailed that really well. And like you would have, some of the stuff they showed, you would have um, the the ability to do that, but it's not like you could spam it constantly. There'd be, it would run out, there'd be a cooldown, or you would have to go, knock some guys over before you could kind of power that ability back up. Right. And they gave you a pretty big range of abilities. So, like, you never – rarely do you, you get to a point where, like, shit, I don't have any of my special abilities left. But it made you not just – I feel like a lot of times with fighting games, which are more like action kind of third-person games, you get, like, that one ability that's really good, and then you just spam it forever, and it kind of gets boring after a while. Right. I like the way they did the cooldowns with this one or the running out of ammunition with this one where it really makes you cycle through them all, so you kind of learn all the different ones and the situation in which they're really useful. It's not all just one-size-fits-all where you really do want to go in and like, oh, okay, now there's this guy, so now I want to use that particular... I want to web him to a wall real quick. You know, Oh, that guy's a weaker guy. I can actually go and fight him, and he's not going to block me with a shield or something. Like, there's, They built a lot into that, that over the course of the game, as you unlock more of those weapons you also kind of learn in the fights when they're good to use. You're not just spamming the same thing over and over again. I mean, I felt like there's a couple of different things at play here. I, I, I think that there, some of the things that the game does really well um, are, are some of the aspects that actually kept me in the game. Number one is the story. Like you said, I really like what they did with Peter Parker. Him in college is just a good scenario for him. Uh, what for color a lack is of a, Mary Jane's hair? Uh, it's red in this one, isn't yeah, it? Or burnet? I, I assume. And she, she's supposed to be a redhead, right? Are you, are you yeah. of that? Of yeah, ilk? I I think so. And I mean, I think she was. She wasn't like like fire engine red, but I mean, I think she had red hair. Didn't <laughs> How do you not know? How are you supposed to I'm review this? Pretty game? sure that she had red hair. But but going back, like this game almost feels like it almost kind of feels two thousand and eighty. Like this, like I get a very big infamous feel from this game. I, if 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 they inevitably make a sequel, which they will, because this game sold really really well. See, I don't want them to do a sequel. I want them to do another Marvel character, but with that team. Yeah. Because again, I feel like there's so many characters. What out Marvel? There. What Marvel character would you choose, Mal? That's a really good question, and I actually Wonder don't have Woman. A, that's DC, Probably. honey. That's, that's DC, but they could do that. You could totally make a. Those movies have been pretty good, as far as DC movies go. Aquaman. So, also DC. Also DC. Also, yeah. Batman. <laughs> they did an excellent Batman game. It's Arkham Asylum. <laughs> but yeah, I, I honestly don't have like some particular character. I think there's a lot of them that they could go with. As long as you didn't that, say I Thor. Thought that, I thought I slinging I around as Spider-Man was awesome. I thought that the story was awesome. The combat that. kind of wears me out because. A lot of these fights go on for three or four more rounds longer than they need to be. Um, and it also takes a long time to get used to those controls. But the, the good thing about this game is going around the huge, what is that, Metro City? What's New, what's New York in this game? It's literally New York. It's just, oh, is it just, it's just literally it's New, just York? New York? Like it, it's like, the island of Manhattan. Like Spider, Spider-Man going around New York feels awesome. 
uh, and and the story is really really good. I just I had a little bit of problems with the combat, but you know you just keep on playing and you end up getting better at it. Uh, I think. Wanna, what? Are we score? Oh no! I always want to score it. No, we're not scoring it. It already has yeah, a number that was, six. That was number six score on the list. Number six. Number five. Number five is one of my on my list. Uh, Octopath Traveler, which was a exclusive for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, this game is essentially a love letter to 90s JRPG games uh, back in the days of the SNES and in the days of PlayStation 1. Uh, this game is called Octopath Traveler, so there are eight different characters, and you basically start off in this huge open world with one character. You have to go through... Uh, you As you're progressing through the game you keep on picking up more and more of the characters. Uh, the game, Map Out, we played a bunch of this at your house, and the game does, it looks like a 90s SNES game, but they do all these tricks to make it updated for 2018, and it results in this game that is not just a throwback, but is actually a very conventional and awesome JRPG game that actually hit me at the right time because I have not played a JRPG that I really, really like since probably Final Fantasy 12, and that was back in 2000. And I ended up loving Whoa. this game, and especially because it was on the Nintendo Switch. This is a game that, while you it has take a, to bed with you, right? What you could take it to bed with? Yes, you. and I was literally, re- literally. I mean, I was really wearing out. The you were old, loving it, wearing out the old wife with this game because uh, like with the game. With the game, because oh, I would I would be at a boss, and she would be exec- expecting some sort of backlog. I'm the boss. And I would be like, listen, I am trying to beat this boss. This game is a uh, about a... Uh, I what think manner I spe- of back rub? What? what? What are the manners of back rubs? <laughs> I mean, if you've got a switch in your hand, it's pretty lousy. It's just with the left hand, and it's you rub for about 30 seconds, and you go, there. Be happy for five minutes, and I'll come back to it. But... Uh, this game. What aren't you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be the question that you would ask. But Malpa, you played a little bit of this game. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, like you said, I think it is taking a lot of the. Um, uh, I'm still just, just <laughs> stuck on the back rope. Yeah, yeah, no. There's a yeah. Um, I think it's a good, like you said, it was going back to the older style of JRPG, but. Actually, you know, with the some of the more thoughtful design that we have in more recent games. So I thought they were doing a good job. I ended up kind of bowing out of it because I just... This year has been a weirder year for me. Or not a weird weird year, but a different year for me that I've been involved in a lot of other things that have taken my time. So I just haven't had as much video gaming time as I have. I, I offered to ship this game to Malpow. And he said, how long did you play this game for? And I said, 50 hours. He's like, you Way know what, I'm long. out. He, yeah, said, I, right. he said, I really like it. So there's there's some... There's some great things about this game, and there are some things that are holding it back. Because it is this homage to JRPGs from the 90s, there's a ton of grinding. So if you – I would get to parts where there would be a boss, and I would have to literally – Wait, grinding? Grind, and which I would, have to, would I would have to go to some sort of dungeon and defeat enemies over and over and but, over, but not get more and more XP, level up my character. And I, I'm not kidding. If the game is 50 hours, I probably spent at least 25 of those grinding. grinding. And that is what you would used to do in Final Fantasy VII. That's what you used to do in <laughs> – We all in, used to do more grinding. Chrono Trigger. I mean, in like in some then of these – you got married. But – what it does have is it has this really thoughtful combat where you've got eight characters and they all have these unique abilities. And 
I, I could not put the game down. I, like I said, and I was hooked on it. And it came out at the right place in the right time. Like I said, I have not got into a JRPG game in 18 years or so. And the combat was so good. It looked so good. The, the, the soundtrack is fantastic in the game. And when the game came out, Square wasn't sure how well it was going to do. And so they didn't ship enough copies. And then it ended up selling off the shelves like crazy, especially in Japan. And Square, being the, the company that they are, immediately said, okay, we get what you're saying. We're going to make more games like this. And I thought to myself, I, I, don't, I don't need this again. Like this, this game, it, it hooked me for 50 hours. I absolutely loved it. It had its time. It had its place. But JRPGs of the 90s, that's a tough – that's a tough kind you of genre to go once, back to. Right? Yeah, you only get nostalgic once. Right. But if you have a Switch and you currently haven't played Mario Odyssey or you or you currently have played Mario Odyssey and you currently have played Breath of the Wild and you have a, a penchant, a love for 90s JRPGs, I really des- love it, this game. If you have a desire to grind. Yes. <laughs> While in bed, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you should pick this up. Uh, Dinger Dog. Let's close it out with uh, number four. Dinger Dog, what was your number four game of the year, bud? Well, I mean, this was your number one game. Uh, well, I mean, no, we're, okay. we'll get to that. Or, no, this this might. I think what she was getting at was this is maybe number four on the list, but this is number one in my heart. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so, and you know, the purists, Malpal, are going to be upset that this game was even on the list because technically it's not a 2018 game, but this game cannot be left off any list. I think it's a shame if it is left off any list because of what it is doing to the video game industry. And of course, we're talking about Fortnite. Uh, I I don't want to know the hours that I sunk into Fortnite this year. Um, I think I started at season three at the beginning of the year. It's at season eight now. And I, every time a new season comes out, I am like, all right, this will be the season that, that I fall off. This will be the season where they lose me. And they don't. They keep adding new things. The other day, this is where I'm at with Fortnite. And I uh, this pr- I should probably wrap with this, but I'll start with it. They invented a mode where it's essentially 20 on 20. And it's about kill counts, essentially. And you get to keep all your stuff. And I was like, oh, so essentially I'm playing Fortnite Call of Duty. Like they made it. Like, and it was just a mode. It came for a week and then it was gone. Um but let's see what we, what have we had so far in 2008 we introduced or 2018 we introduced airplanes we introduced uh um rip portals where you can jump go ahead no so i actually really wanted to ask this um from someone who's a such a fortnite connoisseur as yourself it seems like and again we're i'm not actually gonna argue from a pure standpoint on this because again it's it's a list of our favorite games whatever but I feel like I've seen, at least in the news a lot, video game news, that there's a lot of things they're releasing. It seems like they're continually putting new content in the game. Every Wednesday, there's, like, but I get an update. It, how significant is it every Wednesday? Epic cleared $4 billion No, I, I know it's year. been commercially successful. I'm asking somebody who's a, who's a huge fan of the game. Uh, it really depends. Like, constantly. Two weeks in a row, it might be like, oh, we, we got rid of the stupid six-shooter gun, which yeah, Epic, not, get rid of the stupid six-shooter. I'm, I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying, as somebody who is playing it pretty continually, do you feel like this year they've put enough content in it to be... Like it's kind of a new game, or I, is it? It comes and goes. Like, it, it, it really the... each each season, like uh, season seven, I believe. Now I don't know if I have my seasons right. 
I'll give you a second to think. I love the passion in this guy's this guy's eyes because he knows three games really well. He knows Fortnite, he knows GoldenEye 64, <laughs> and he knows Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey. Back to front, loves those games. Am but, I right know, or am I wrong? As like, no, I'm I, I'm I'm an all in guy. Like, dog has good taste. There's no question. About I, and but uh, and I'm just like, uh, I, I'm, I'm see a the way this guy. son of a bitch can dissect every single level from GoldenEye 64, and you go, how is that possible? And you're well, like, well, no, we all didn't have like every game ever. We we had to play one game in our little cell in the basement, um, eating fish heads. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, I do think Fortnite has added enough. I mean. Without, like, they've walked that line, right? Of adding enough, but still being true to the fact that it's Battle Royale at its essence, and it's about winning. Um, I think they've added, the tournaments are really fun. So, you can do a practice tournament, and then, excuse me, in the practice tournament, if you get enough points, you can actually get into a real tournament. And they're basically making this into a platform where, in my mind, one, one Saturday night, I'm like, I made it to the real tournament. I'm like, I could, win, I could win a hundred thousand dollars tonight playing Fortnite. I just need to get, I just need to have the best thirteen games of, of my life. Um, so, to answer your question, yes, Epic is changing enough. Like the game where it was a year ago and the game where it is now, are enough the same where it's recognizable as Fortnite, but different enough where it's a new game. There's a progression. And yeah, that, it's a progression, and, they, yeah. and they're not afraid. And they and I think the way they do it is if they do something every week, right? If every week they'll try something, you can tell when it doesn't stick. Like, there's like a food fight thing going on right now, and I'm like, I played it, and I was like, this is stupid. They had a disco thing where you had to dance on a platform to get the platform to raise with your squad, and that bombed, and they yanked it. So they just keep it's, – it's, they're basically the spaghetti approach, right? They throw things out there. We and all vote if we like it. They crowdsource everything. And that's really great that they've got, like on a technical perspective, they have a back end of that game where they can make those changes rapidly. I think that's where some things, and we don't have our resident Destiny expert here to defend it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I feel like that game, just it sounded like from rumors that technically it's really hard for them to make changes. At least it was in Destiny 1. And that kind of cramped a lot of their ability to add new things. Where it seems like with Fortnite, Epic can just do crazy shit with, like you said, and like just change it week to week. And if it doesn't work, they can just yank it. Yeah, so just yank it. And, and that's I think really they cool. really they, they, they change. And I, I don't know. I can't say for sure that they've re done the whole map. Like they have all the way. Like if you picture the island as a clock, but I'm sure they've done at least two thirds of the map is new for the year. So like. The big releases are like, boom, the map changed. Something happened. Like, in the, this last season, snow people came, and now you have zip lines and airplanes, and it's fun. So, um, how often are you getting W's? Like, that's that's the one question that I had for you is what is keeping you coming back? Well, I think is it just the pure fun of it? Because there's nothing new you can unlock, there's no new weapons that you can upgrade. You can't, you know, level up your player. So it doesn't have that kind of carrot on a string that I'm always looking for in my multiplayer game. So, what's, what's keeping you coming back? I know that you aren't playing this all the time with other people. I know that the majority of the time you're just playing this with young kids that you'd like to talk to, but <laughs> just like what, what is this draw? Is uh, it just because it's free and you love one free, free stuff? Uh, one, it's free and I'm cheap. Let's, let's start out. That's for sure. Two. Um, I think I've probably had like, as far as solo Royale wins, I've, I've got five, five, five and probably 70 hours. Yeah. 
I, so I mean, I, it's what like did the, you do when you got those wins? Did you wake I, the family you stand up? up and you, I, I, I think I did actually you do tried the, to did floss. Did you do the dab? Oh, I tried to floss. floss. And, yeah, and like that's like the thing. my like, five-year-old nephew. <laughs> right, and you can't you can't ignore a game where if you walk into like a grade school parking lot and just yell floss, watch how many. Oh, yeah, orange ridiculous. justice, and people yeah. are doing that, and then yeah. I like foot on a string thing. I mean, it's such a cultural like I love it because it is so hard to get a win, and but I I. Pro- they don't track second place finishes, but I bet I have four hundred. Second place is the first loser. That's I had that off. no fear shirt. I <laughs> wish I would have kept it. Um, no, but I think that's the big thing is I can get so close to wins, but rarely over the the hump there. So we uh, got we got some more time. Give it about another three more minutes. If you do, you have anything else to say about Fortnite? Oh, so have you gotten a chance to play that new like create a level or? Yeah, or, I played a little of the creative uh, mode. Fortnite creative. Uh, it's not, it's not my favorite, um, because I, you're not creative. Well, I'm not very creative. Yes. I mean, has anybody did any big like wieners or anything like I'm that? I'm sure they have, but they didn't like, so what happened with the creative <laughs> mode is like the best creative Are we mode fighting in a giant vagina. It appears to be some kind is of, this just a big swastika. Like, this is not cool. <laughs> It was made by like so. Weed Lord Boner Hitler won the, the creative. So they actually had a part. They blocked off a portion of the map for a few weeks and said, "Oh, so it's only for a few weeks. They're not doing it anymore." Well, they, the, well the creative mode is still going, but somebody won it. Um, where they had the portion of the map blocked off, and they said, "Whatever map gets the most votes on whatever, like that you create, will be now part of the world." So now, basically, they're. What they were doing in the past was kind of crowdsourcing. They're literally crowdsourcing the game, the area in which you play. And I played the map. It was pretty cool. It wasn't great. I mean, I could have probably done it, but I'm busy. So so what do you want from this game in 2019, I guess, is my big question. Like, where, where can this game go? Why haven't they made a new level yet? If they're making why would you? I don't know. I don't. Fist, like, why? Because that would alienate the player base? Or, like, what? I, I honestly have no idea. I, I It's... They're literally treading new ground because every time I pick up the game, I'm like, I have to. I can't believe I'm still going to do that. I can't believe this is what I'm going to do with my free video gaming time is play Fortnite. And that every time I do. I mean, I have Far Cry 5 sitting for free on my console download, and I haven't touched it because I just keep gravitating to this. And I think the thing is for me is as long as it keeps being – it changes enough to keep it interesting and it keeps being – easy and accessible and they're constantly trying to nerf the pros right so when the pros are getting like they opened a new mode that was like limits ammo limits resources so you can't just like they call it spam building like build a huge like oh no i'm the last three people i'm going to build this gigantic thing and hide and hope i win so they're trying to make it so schmucks like me like in dad mode can can have a chance so it's like if you're in the top 100 twitter feeds for fortnite or something it's you start with ten less hit points or something. Right, right, or, or and people are like no, if you're, you know, oh, the worst thing is though, and I'll end with this, the worst thing is I have no idea, you when you get killed by some stupid streamer, and it says because their name has to be streamer dash three zero one the punk, and then they do a stupid floss when they kill you, and you know there's like seven other dweebs watching their stupid. Not Twitch only channel. are there seven other dweebs, that guy is well, I guess if it's only seven, he's not, but. If it's like a big time streamer, like they're making money. Yeah, they're making money by killing this me. Guy like, own your ass. I still have a dream that I can make money by just being a shitty Fortnite player. <laughs> just to like, 
I'm Death sorry. Row, there's plenty of people who do that I won't for do free, the joke but I, I wanted love the to idea do. that you could, like, there's got to be somebody fixing, like, high-end, high-level Fortnite, eSport, whatever matches. That, there's, that happened in, uh, um, in South Korea with... Uh, Starcraft? Starcraft. Back in the day, there was this big thing where there was, like, the South Korean mob was involved, and there no, were I people mean, fixing for- Starcraft matches. Sorry, Farcraft. Far- Farcraft. Whatever. Fortnite is now a university-level game. I mean, the eSports are now at the university level. I mean, the Ohio State University is, has a, a Fortnite team. It is not more ridiculous than anything else no, that's no, a college sport. the truth, and it isn't any more ridiculous than smashing your face against somebody. Like, it's just... It's what's happening. All right. That's it, folks. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Catherine. Uh, let's wrap it up. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our top three games of 2018. Hello and welcome back to Afternoon Yap. We are down to our top three games of 2018. And boy, are we down to them. Number three. Wait, hold what's on. Up? There's what's up? banter. We just go right in. Do you want to talk a little bit? Dinner? I just How want to know you, if you, bud? How are you? I just want to know if you feel it's appropriate, Malpal, for one to wear the shirt of the podcast. That they're of the podcast that they're doing. I bought this son of a bitch an Afternoon Yap sweatshirt. Never wore it. Doesn't even I wear know. it to bed. I know, like you don't want to. Don't I'm be done. That guy. Do, don't I'm do, be that guy. I'm done doing nice things. I can't for wear around dog. like. You, how do you do that? You wear around the afternoon yap sweatshirt. People are like, oh, what's the afternoon yap? You're like, it's a podcast. I'm in. I like, wear it all the time around think, the house. You think and my Billy wife Joe goes, wears I a Green Day shirt around. Let's go upstairs, and I'm like, yeah, that's or right. Or Aaron Rodgers wears a Packers jersey around. Come on. Your wife, just for the uh, listeners at home, has a very skeptical look at that last claim. It's comfortable. It feels good, and it gets dinger dog. In I the like video drinking because it feels good. Well, that's what we were talking about. So we're going into January, and Danger Dog, he, he, he said to us, listen, guys, it's, things are getting really ugly up here. Like, I'm drinking too much. Whenever I eat, I just want to eat garbage. Like, I'm, I'm yelling at the family. Your like skin's I, a little yellow. I think in, I've got a little, little bit jaundice. of jaundice. A little yeah. jaundice. Yeah. I think in January I'm going to stop drinking. I said, why stop drinking? It just makes everything so much better. You said, Not making enough money I like at work because it makes you feel good. Those were the words you said. Little overweight, have a beer. Stuck in Cleveland, have a beer. <laughs> Let's get into number three. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate just came out on Nintendo Switch. Uh, Digger Dog. Yes, sir. Let's hear about your history of the, the Super Smash Brothers series and what do you think about this new uh, Nintendo well, Switch? Well, I used to trounce your ass in 64, Smash Brothers 64, and then. The other iterations, I, w- I can't say that I played enough to be in love with, but they didn't, like, pick up and play really well. Yeah. But you um, still trounce his ass. No, not in those iterations. But I trounce his ass in this iteration because yeah. it picks up and plays Hold on well. a second. We played about 20 rounds the other day, and I was beating you far more than you Nuh-uh. were beating me. Nuh-uh. Yes. Nuh-uh. Huh? Nuh-uh. I was yes, watching huh? you were losing, junk. Yes. yes. I will say without a doubt that this is the best Super Smash Brothers I've ever played. It's got 73 characters. You start off with only eight. It's got... 76, I think. 76. It's got, I don't know, 80-some stages. It's got over 24 hours worth of music. It is just this complete package, as they would say, about the Dinger Dog. <laughs> uh, it's, it's got so much content. The, the gameplay is so fun. Uh, Malpal, you, you're about 15 hours into the game. What do you think about it so far? Yeah, no, it's great. I haven't... Uh, just truth told, I have not played the last couple, so I feel like 
I was really ready for this one. Like, I, I was ready to get back into Smash. It seems like it's just, you know, everything that was there before plus a bunch more uh, and just, like, every character. And I've been doing the adventure mode and just really enjoying, like, they have the whole spirit system and everything where it's just, like, a call-out to every Nintendo game you can imagine. I've been really impressed by some of them. Like, I don't get a lot of them, but just seeing, like, Oh, I remember, you know, like Excite Bike. Remember that? Like, I mean, just like all of a sudden you're finding characters and vehicles from games like that just popping up. So this, it's, it's a neat, all their entire catalog of stuff is in there, not just Smash Brothers. Stuff. The, the Spirit Mode is easily their best single-player content that I've played. You basically start off with this game board, and there's probably every bit of over 200 fights in it. I When I completed the Spirit Mode, I think it said that it took me 15 hours. And you basically go along, and as you are beating these enemies, you are unlocking spirits. And it's kind of this, like, RPG type of system where you are taking these spirits, you're looking at them as if they are buffs, essentially. And you are adding them to the character, and you are just going one by one by one. You can unlock characters when you're playing in this mode. Uh, And it's... Go ahead. It's cool how, like, the fights are not just a straight-up fight either, where they, they all have, like depending on the level and the player and the spirit and everything that they're doing, they have like this, you know, it's, I don't want to say gimmick because it's not like that because it's actually really cool to do, but you're like, okay, this fight is a strong win. So I want to make sure I've got a spirit equipped that is going to weigh me down or like counteract that in some way. Um, And sometimes you'll come across ones where like, oh, I've got to come back later once I figure out, you know, once I've got a spirit that'll give me an ability that'll counter that. And so you're kind of going back and forth and you'll find something and it's not just like, oh, I found a spirit that, you know, makes me fall faster. Who gives a shit? No, it's like, oh, cool. I now have that spirit. I know the guy I can go fight with that. The battle now let me win. So it just, it for a game that, you know, fighting you games... You lost me. No, sorry, go ahead. But I mean, like, fighting games normally don't have, like, a super strong campaign. Like, that's not usually what they're all about. But this one, I feel like it's not just an afterthought. They put a lot of time into making that a cool. And let's um, face facts: mode. we're in our 30s, we're in our mid 30s, and it's a tough sell Late. to tell your buddies to be buying a fighting game because we're not in our dorms anymore. You know, we don't. We these games are you know predicated upon having another person to play with, and it, do you, be not having enough single player content. Do so, you think it was almost too much? Con- like too many uh, characters, too many. Like, I mean, Wii Fitness Bot and... Not, so Wii Fitness Bot, I, I'm pretty much... I'm pretty sure they introduced in the last one. Yeah, and they did. I, yeah. I mean, but I, don't you think... I I mean... These games are tried and true tested with the pros. So I'm sure that people like I, that character I, and that's why they brought there, it back. I think there are some that are more gimmicky than others or not like as strong when it comes to the actual scene. But none of us are taking the time to be involved in that scene. I will say, though, that like I enjoy the fact that they, they went out and called it Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and, like, they're not screwing around. Like, they they put it all in there. Like, it, it's every character you can imagine. At least shows is up Paperboy there? Uh, I believe that is a, and when this play, game, a fighter. When there, this game leaked, we were pretty much sure that it was just going to be a port of the Wii U version because that's kind of the way that it looks like it was going to happen. What, that's kind of what they did with Mario Kart, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah, exactly. So it's really great to see, like, no, this wasn't just a port. They actually went way out there and put a lot of new content in and brought back, you know, literally every fighter they've ever had before. Um, so, yeah, it just feels like – and it, it feels like – I don't want to say like new Nintendo, but it's kind of like we had with with uh, Mario Odyssey, where 
it's clearly people who really give a shit. Like, it's not... Versus some of the other Japanese developers, like, you know, people who don't have to name Konami. Um, where he said Konami. Yeah. Where they, they clearly don't give a shit. They're just wringing what they can out of, out of the, um, you know, individual properties. Nintendo seems to have a flock of newer developers or just older developers they've kept around that really do give a shit and really, like, have... I, it's almost like they have to have nostalgia for it themselves because the stuff they're pulling with is so well set up for people like us that grew up, you know, playing these games early on. Have you got a chance to play much of the classic mode? Um, I have not, actually. So the classic mode is awesome because it basically every single character has their kind of own story so if you are playing as one of the legend of zelda characters the you know the end boss is going to be ganon if you're playing as uh samus the end boss is going to be ridley and they really do a good job of not just giving you random characters and at the end you fight the big hand like they really do a great job of of introducing all the characters to you you know one of the best things that i thought about this game was this was the first Super Smash Brothers that I got serious about trying to get better at, where I wasn't just mashing buttons and, and praying for that big W at the end of it. Like I was you know, practicing with different characters. If I wasn't beating a character with one character, I would try another character and I would figure out his moveset. And if, if that character wasn't working for me, I would or try another moveset. I would I would try another character, and that's because you only start out with there eight characters, and you have like what sixty two or what 60. is the original eight? Did I ask this in the? In you the, asked this in the original one. It's the original eight from the original first one. Mario, Luigi, Jigglypuff, Yoshi, uh, Pikachu, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus. Link. Star Fox. Star Fox. Uh, Captain Falcon? I don't know if no, Captain Falcon's in there. Okay, right, right, right. But, yeah. I mean, you have – I mean, that's 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 kind of a frustrating thing about this game. And, I mean, it worked in a, to my advantage because I actually liked unlocking all the characters. But that could be frustrating for people. You can't just have like, a Smash Brothers party and say, hey, everybody, come over, buy the yeah, copy because you only have eight characters. But I feel like it does not take long – you know, with only, I don't know, I think I met maybe 12 hours played or something. And I wasn't, like, going through trying to unlock. I've just been playing the adventure mode for the most part. Like, I've already unlocked, like, 24 characters. I, yeah, I don't think I it's mean, a slight. I had a really good time unlocking it, the characters. It, I'm just saying. I, I think if you're gonna if you're not going to just have them all available immediately, then what they did is probably the best way to do it. Which is kind of no matter what mode you're doing, you're going to get a steady flow of unlocks. You know, one of the most exciting things about this game is, like you said, this... Not only is this a big love letter to you know all of the Nintendo properties, but they're now they're starting to introduce uh, characters from series that aren't Nintendo series. You know, there's there's two Street Fighter characters in this game. There's a handful of Castlevania characters in this game. Now it's kind of opening up to just big video game characters that have had a mark on the industry. Are there Disney characters? No, I do not believe so. No, um, there is. When that happens, it's like the Tower of Babel or whatever. We're gonna be, we're screwed again, though. But that gets back to where it just seems like Disney's not caring about games that much anymore because there's so much. And you know, I don't think we're probably gonna ever get another Marvel versus Capcom. I'm sad to say, because the last one was kind of not great. But like, I'm amazed there has not been like a, you know, the Disney version of this game, whether. You know, it's Disney not, still it's just, has Disney still has Kingdom Hearts, and the new one's coming out in a couple. But I mean, months. Like, yeah, I was say, isn't there something with Disney? Yeah, yeah Kingdom but Hearts. I mean, but but that's, that, that's not a. But that has been a strong Square Enix thing, separate from Disney. But like, they kind of canned Luke, LucasArts. They've really pulled back a lot on that. 
there's so many things i guess there's what is it what's the marvel there's a marvel like third person action game or something like that that i think that series is still going but it just seems like they got a lot of stuff now that they'd be doing more with outside of like lego games well then i mean they're selling to kids and and the thing is, my thing with this game is, I love the nostalgia, but I wonder how far you can go with just nostalgia for old Nintendo characters. You know, you, what you, I mean? it, it, pretty far. Pretty far. It's, I it's, for, I mean, for guy, for the guys, like, Dinger, guys how far can room. you coast on charm? Pretty far. Look right, where right, you're at right now. Right in a certain room. But uh-huh. what I'm saying is, I can coast on, on charm with the ladies, but when I go to like the well, teenagers, the, they laugh at I me. still have a huge smile when I play this game. I, I love that you're you can the, you're choose... You're target audience. I love that you can choose a stage... Average gamer is mid-30s. And if you're choosing a Mario stage... Average there's, gamer age 12. If you're choosing a stage and it's a Mario stage, you can choose up to Husband. 12 different songs. 12. If you're choosing a Zelda game, you can Virtual choose life. up to 10 different Physical songs. Physical age, not metal age. Yeah. Like I said, it is a love letter to the Nintendo games, and I, I it's the, easily the best Smash Brothers I've I'll, ever I'll put played. it this way. They're not going to put out ultimate two next year and have anyone care about it but as like something where i feel like it's been a while and they really brought it with this one they did a great job like i I think it's a solid number three that's kind of nintendo's thing now it seems like they're like dropping like one really good nintendo property game a year and i'm cool with that i don't i don't need 70 games to play every year yeah no and they've done a good it's like they've matured where they're not like they're not just trying to go out there and get the dollars they're like we'll put out good things when we put them like out. my husband <laughs> let's that's terrible and the yap. <laughs> let's wait, get wait. it they're not like your husband or they are like your <laughs> she's husband? she said i you know, like my husband's husband. not she, out there trying to get the dollars or Ooh. Mature. <laughs> cheap, cheap and lazy but. yeah let's get into our top two uh number two God of War. But super loving. God of War, the PlayStation 4 exclusive. Mapau, why don't you start us off here, bud? Into yeah. the microphone. So, yeah, so no, uh, this was a, to me, was like a really good surprise when you've got, right now, it seems like there's a lot of companies, I mean, we were just talking about, I think they did, again, Smash, they seem to do a good job on, but it was still not a new concept. It's kind of bringing back something with some nostalgia to it. And maybe adding some little bit of fan service in there. But, you know, for somebody to go back to something like God of War that has such like a through the whole series up until now has had like a very specific style, a very like linear progression um, to not just go back and do a reboot, to not just go back and like, oh, it's the same gameplay, but with better graphics, but to really take it in a different direction. I thought it was really great to see. I thought they nailed it. I I, I really like uh, how they're handling the uh, the Norse pantheon with the gods and everything. And like the, it feels like they're versus what they did with the Greek pantheon, which is pretty good. But they didn't really get way into the mythology so much as like, oh, it's the god of blank. Now I'm gonna kill him. Like there wasn't. I felt like uh-huh. this one. To be fair, you named your dog what? To be fair. Our dog's name is Freya. But that Which is a? Norse goddess. <laughs> there you go. That had nothing to do with this game. That had everything to do with us going through a list of dog names and thinking it, it was has good. everything to do with you liking this game. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what she true. said. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, nah, that's not true. I, I think that they did a very good job with, like I said, like bringing the mythology into it. Not just like, oh, you know, Thor shows up, you kill him. Like, But actually like playing with the stories and the mythology around the gods they didn't really have that much i mean they, they're clearly setting up for a sequel so they left it pretty open and i'm not going to get into spoiler territory with it 
but like they had some really interesting takes on some of the mythology and origins of the gods in there so from that aspect it was really cool and again despite me you know kind of um trashing far cry 5 a little bit for open gameplay or in a big open world kind of thing i feel like this that was actually a really good turn for this series to make it where they still it still felt like they had a lot of nice like tight linear areas that were show pieces and everything but within the context of a larger open world so that was really cool so yeah i, I just i really like this one i don't know what did you think so God of War, I'm not sure how many you've played, but I played the original trilogy, and I think I even played one of the ones on PSP, but it's always been this one-note Sony franchise. It's a it's a, a beat-em-up, and some people are huge fans of this series. Some people play it on God Mode and just are huge fans of it, but there's, like you said, there's it's there's never been any depth to Kratos. There's, you know... Nothing more than this kind of mythology going around. I mean, this is the game that back in 2005 you were showing your buddies, look, you can press X to have sex with that prostitute. Like, that's, that's what this game was. So I when, never did that once. You could. So when they but showed I, but this I record, don't, I I did don't not. know what you're talking about. But when they showed this game at E3 like three years ago, they weren't showing any gameplay. All they were showing were trailers, and it was, it was an older Kratos. Kratos has a son, and... He's annoyed with his son. He's annoyed with his son. And I never, I didn't know what to think about it. And so I, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm just not going to look at, I'm not going to watch any more promotional material. I'm going to wait till the game comes out. I'm going to see how it scores. The game came out and it started getting all these tens and it had all this buzz around it. And I was like, son of a bitch, did they really revolutionize God of War? How can you do that with Kratos, who's always been such a one note character? And what we get is this story of a dad who lost his wife who's grieving for his wife, his son, who is dealing with the same things. And they're on this, they're on this trek to go, you know, fulfill her last wishes of getting her, her ashes buried at the top of a mountain or something. And it's this very heavy, very deep, very weighted story. And it is a hundred percent a story about father and son. Kratos is kind of a son of a bitch. I hate him. But at the end of that, at the end of that game, like I mean, he's he's never supposed he's never supposed to be a great person. Yeah, well, they do they do some interesting stuff with the son intentionally, I think. But the things that they did were they, I mean, that the combat is is completely revamped. I mean, talk about how fun it is wielding. What is it that axe of his? Well, that's what I mean. Is like they they added the the axe of adamantium. Such nerds. (laughs) No, but so okay so. On one point of that is, yes, I think the fighting is awesome. So they did a good job of, like, keeping it God of War where, like, it had the awesome combat despite moving the setting to a much more open setting. The other thing I'll say, though, is it's kind of like what I was talking about with Spider-Man. They really nailed the feel of the combat, the animation. Like, that axe had heft to it. Every single time that axe came back, it's always satisfying. And it seems like a really minor thing, but it makes such a big difference. Like, in just the feel of the gameplay. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) All right, we're in the the middle of something. All right, all right, we got got in trouble over here. (laughs) So where were we at? So the combat. What what did you think about the puzzles? The axe had a heft. Yes, the axe had a heft to it. What did What did you think about the puzzles and and like the replayability of the game? Um, I mean, I don't know how replayable it will necessarily be. Which again, I don't know if I care about as much anymore as I might have used to. But. like I, I just think like it absolutely played really really well, and you know the feel of it was they just nailed it. They they really did a great job, 
And again, like who thought a God of War game could feel like a really like fresh new experience when you know it was a game that kind of had that progression or that feel that you know was really cool you know like you were talking about the puzzles too where they still have the set piece big puzzle temple and everything but within the, a larger context of like an open world that you can explore around it or not just having it be well you go through it once it's more like yeah you get to go that's a really cool place with this one you actually get to go back there and do other things or go back there and some other things have changed about it um but you get to see that again. So it's not just a one-time-through sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, God of War has always been kind of like a level-by-level-by-level level level game. And this is this is an open uh, an open world game. I mean, you run into those, what are those, elves? Or who are the yeah, two the gentlemen elves. that help you out throughout the oh, way? And you the, can upgrade your weapons. They're dwarves. You yeah. can upgrade your weapons. You can upgrade your armor. I mean, there's just there's so much to do. On top of like all the incredible boss fights that you and I, I just thought that the story was was incredible. So to recap, it's at number two. Yes. Number two on my list of the top things I hated this year, <laughs> and number two on the list of things that Chunk loved this year. So wait, so what's number one? On it's incredible that God, we're getting, we're getting to we're it. Almost we're there. It's incredible there. that we on number one. It's just incredible <laughs> that God of War is like number two in a list. You know, like the, the games have always been good. You know, God of it War one when it came number one on my list. When God of War came one. out, it was it was super fun, but it's always been kind of just this one note. It's it's very much. Uh, a stylish uh, platformer action game, almost in the vein of uh, what's the what am I thinking of? Devil May Cry. You know, it's just like a a, a beat 'em up action game. So for them to put this huge heavy story on it with Kratos and his son, and this big epic story around it, they turn it into an open world. It's just it's I'm excited to see where the series is going to go. Yeah, I'm, I would not have thought that I'd come out of that game wanting another God of War game, and I, I'm really looking forward to it. All right. Let's get to our top one oh, game of the oh, year. Is there music? Da, da, ba, ba, da. <laughs> Number one chunk game of the year. This is this is our top one game of the year, and I think that I'm the only one that's screaming from the mountaintops that this is the best game that's that I've played. That's what the video game magazines told you to scream no, from the mountaintops. Shut up. No. Shut up. That's not true. If that's shut how up. Get paid, he's kind of, I don't he's, care. He's kind of on his own in this one. Yeah, he's... Waiting for that check from Rockstar. This is the game. Sony, send a check. You should be number one with God of War. This this is the best game that I've played since Breath of the Wild. Now, granted, Breath of the Wild was our game of the year last year. Did we we introduce Breath of the Wild, I mean, that's in its own league. I think that that's one of the greatest video games of all time. So that Nintendo check did clear. Yes, that Nintendo check. At number one, with a bullet, Red Dead Redemption 2. And an asterisk. And an asterisk. Let's let's get Dinger's asterisk out of the way, because uh, God damn it, how many times does that phone need to ring? Well, it, it's not ringing. It's it's nine minutes. It's our nine minute segment. All right, here's my asterisk. I really wanted to like this game. I, you loved Red Dead Redemption One. What's not clicking for you for Red Dead Redemption Two? I just can't. I don't have five the minutes pacing. to get on a horse. Yeah, like I, I I just don't have that time. I don't have like my video game time. When I have Fortnite out there courting me with every call, I, I just don't have time to, like, ride 17 minutes to go see Malpal. You know, I just don't have that. And so. we're riding a horse again. Right. <laughs> hey, and the best thing is count to five real slow. That's how long it takes you to get off your and horse. And we're riding a thing. horse again. Yeah. Here's the thing. Sometimes you might want to do that, but give the option. Like, they, they did in the epilogues. In the two epilogues, 
they absolutely ended every mission with like, oh, do you just want to... Either they just straight up ended the mission back at the ranch, or they gave you the option of like, hey, you want to ride back with me? And then we'll just go to a cutscene and you're back there. So somebody at Rockstar knew how to make it end that way. So it had to be by choice that they stretched it out. And I understand the idea of like, okay, you're riding to a part of the map you haven't seen before. You want us to come across these random encounters, some of which were really cool. Yeah, you want to get that snake there was, bit, There were some neat little side missions out of those random encounters. I ran into the guy who got but, bit by a snake three times. Well, those weren't so interesting, but there were some cool... Did you come across the one where you have to help the guy uh, get back the, uh, the wild animals from yeah. the circus? No, not the circus. I had the guy that was like a nature photographer. But yeah, whatever. It's uh, all, it's the all circus the one was pretty cool. But anyway, it's again where... Like, they, they clearly knew that, like, that was a problem and that you can fix it. And the epilogues were amazing because they finally took that out. So I just feel like they they didn't – I don't know whether it was they decided that it was more important for them to have the simulation or they really just sitting on their tower made of money didn't give a shit about your time. But I just felt like they really did not take into account the fact that – a lot of the people who have nostalgia for their games and were super pumped for this aren't people that are going to just sit and play this 50 hours. In a Here's row. where I'll say their misses, and then I'll let Trunk say about a lot of the makes because there's lots of makes, and I don't want to. I don't. Game. I don't want to take I'm that away with all. One, the, it's easier it to talk about negatives. Yeah. Here's the miss, as succinctly as I can put it. All of the video game, you guys all said it earlier. The average video gamer is mid thirties, right? We're all mid, we're mid thirties people in this room, most of us. And here's Speak where the for yourself. right, right. I said most of us. Here's the thing. I don't have that time. I don't have the time. For he doesn't have that time. How many hours have you put into Fortnite? Right, by? because it's I can do it in ten minutes. Yeah, but you can. It's break like it, how we grind you can break now. It into chunks. And, and I'm not saying that there's not a room for a game that is really immersive and stuff like that, but. It was not immersive in like a really interesting way either. It was a lot of riding back over the same trails over and over. And I'm back on a horse. <laughs> but and I'm not, and I'm not saying horse. don't have that option. Just you know, say like yeah, you can ride back or do your own thing and run across that stuff. Or if like oh shit, I've got half an hour till I have to go pick up the kids or whatever, then let me just warp back to camp and go jump on a nerd. Or mission. drop off the kids. Right. Can I can I say something? <laughs> So this was a game I'm not, that I'm not going to wait 30 minutes. It, it didn't. T- it took me about 10 to 12 hours for this game to click. We, we and said that's, it in the episode about and, it, yeah. and that's super unfortunate because I I don't think I've ever really had that with a Rockstar game. I've been patiently waiting for this game to come out. I'm I'm in the mood for the sequel to you know the 2010 yeah, I mean, I version. You and I had buddies who were kind of down on it early because it has that weird chapter two just like calm doldrum it, it, portion of it and we're just like man there's going to be people who are not going to turn it back on and are going to miss some of the cool stuff because it's just like and again it doesn't make sense to me like there wasn't they either they completely mistimed it or they completely missed what they thought that pacing was going to be like they thought that people would play it and just hammer through it in one session but instead it's like people would law we knew other people who were playing this that like, well, I logged in, but I still don't have, you know, I played for a half hour, and there's still no main mission popping up anywhere. One, I mean, once you're you, still on a horse once the you get time. once Once you get past that snowy, wintry opening first chapter, and that game actually opens up to you, 
Like I said, it took me probably every bit of 10 to 12 hours. And in that 10 to 12 hours, I was right where Dinger was thinking to myself, I, I don't think I like this game. And I, that's really upsetting to me because I've been really waiting for this game. I want this game to click. And then something happened where I was, the, the game opened up, the story opened up. It started to feel like a Grand Theft Auto game. And I was hooked, man. Like the story is excellent. The characters are excellent. The missions are super fun. I thought that the shooting was great. I, you they, loved your bath time. I loved my bath. Yeah, I mean, I best, said the best, best bath in. I video I played games. I played the game as if I was Arthur, and that was so bizarre. Like when I would go to towns and and I would walk up to a bar, and they would say they would look at me funny, and I'd be like, man, I gotta go get a shower. I gotta get a new suit. And my wife is watching me. Catherine's watching me play you know, the you're game. Do that at home. And I and I would get a bath, and they, they would ask me, "Would you no like bath. to have a deluxe?" Katie, is that why you had such a big problem with this game? You're like, you're putting more thought into your yeah. look. And your what do you go get yourself and... a suit there? Yeah, I haven't the shaved in three days. <laughs> yeah. I, I started playing Those basketball this, shorts look really all of, nice. All of the slow movements and all of the kind of this weird minutia that they were handing to me in the first twelve hours started to click, and I was playing this game like it was a sim. Like I was going back and I was giving money to the till or whatnot to not just because I wanted to upgrade the camp, but I that's 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 the kind of cowpoke that I wanted to be. I'm sh I'm shaving constantly. I'm taking baths constantly. I and the big, I think that's where it's really interesting. The big drinking thing about, constantly drinking constantly. The big thing about this game for me was is I realized how much that I've grown up in the last since I've started playing Rockstar games because. I would go on killing I would go on these killing sprees when I would play the other games and I didn't find myself doing anything violent in this game and I would feel really bad if I had accidentally hurt people because the graphics look realistic and I felt like I was Arthur. Yeah. I mean and that's that's where you get into having kind of trash talked now. It is still like a stunningly beautiful game. It has, like, the dialogue and just, like, the, the people on the street reacting this is to the, you is amazing. And this is the best Rockstar I mean, story. This is the best Rockstar writing, and I will say that I, I enjoyed this far more than any other games that they've done. And, and the writing is way better, but just the beauty of the world, and that's where I, I think it almost lost me a little bit, is when it became too real... All I wanted to do was go fishing. So go fishing, Look, look there, go I'm fishing. fishing. Nothing's stopping but, you. No, oh, but I'm not way, paying sixty dollars. I, I, I mean, I guess I should. You but. didn't pay sixty bucks for anything. I randomly, <laughs> you can find a guy who will buy prize so fish go from fishing. you. Yeah. I know, but there's uh, like, a guy who will buy prize fish so that he can mount them and then say they're his own. Right. So you can right. like literally played, just go around and fish. And you make played money. through the first one. So if if the if this and one if this one played more like the first one, would you have been able to get over that initial? I don't, I don't know. know. I just don't. I just don't know. I loved. I like. I hated it at first, but I initially grew to kind of really respect and love that kind of don't thoughtful, slow, immersive gameplay. No, sorry, I think, I'm sorry, I, think I think he's right though. I think where we've been kind of dogging on this game so much as the number one game because we're like jealous of it or something is that like it's not typical right it's not what we expected it's not what you expected out of a rockstar game it's not even the first one wasn't this wasn't the slow of a build you had to go find sage in the desert or whatever or kill a raccoon when you needed to but you it wasn't it didn't build this like lifelike feel and it's maybe i'm afraid I mean, I'm serious with that. Maybe, like, it was a little scary with, like, that. Well, I mean, I think that there's something to be said about this simulation of it and 
like the pace of life back then was so different than now and that's kind of a cool thing to include where they lose me is where they force you into that versus saying hey you can go do this or but you i, know, I want to get any other way story missions done they could have just left again in the in the pro or in the uh, sorry the epilogue you could have absolutely gone at any point you can go explore the entire map of the first game Right, but you, ha- you have to be able to choose, like, you have to have a choice of one or two, right? So they have to kind of force the slow option on you, because no one's going to choose the slow option. I think that after doing the slow option for the incredibly slow chapter two, you'd be aware of the fact I can go do the slow option. Right. I think that players are aware of that, that it's not something people going into that game with the press coverages it had and, like, having played it for ten hours or something, you're not going to be aware that you can't go fishing you can't go meet the veteran with the cabin up in the northeast and go on hunting trips with him, which was awesome. Right. Again, there's so many awesome, cool little things in that game, but sometimes I want to go explore those cool little option, those cool little optional things. Sometimes I want to get through the story because I only have half an hour to play. You know, I think it's like really that. interesting point, like this balance of store in these open world games, which is almost a theme of through our top ten list. If you're talking about open world versus linear stuff, is like if you have a open world game where you have a storyline like how you balance those things that's a really and, and, that's and my an art and my problem with this game is not that they balance my, my problem with the game is not the open i felt like it was an open world game that really owned that open world it made every inch of it beautiful it had all kinds of little hooks and things to do in every inch of it so like i think it's an amazing open world versus some of the issues i had with some of the other games on the list for having an open world this one's not one of them I just feel that they really forced it in. They forced the slower pace on you in a way that I just don't think landed with me. And I don't think landed with a lot of the people kind of in our cohort that the we met. It didn't land with me either. I just kind of kind of landed with I, you. I, I just kind of I was forced to accept it. Like him, I played through the whole game. So it didn't land with me in that I felt he that it could have been He would wake up bad. at like 8 in the morning on a Saturday like a little kid for Christmas and go, ooh. To play video games. And around. You know who I learned that from? Maybe this guy. Yeah. He said, no, he said if you are married, just, wake yeah. up early on a Saturday. Said, they won't yeah. bug you. He said, Catherine, I'll take the dogs out and I'll feed them. My wife is going to sleep till 10 or 11. So I've got, that's like a solid block of what things. happened when did we give away the power? there was there's just there's stuff stuck in this game that is rooted back in old rockstar games that needs to be gone the only reason that i was able to put up with riding the horse so much was because the open world is gorgeous but literally at the end of the game your quick travel options are very limited and you are riding that horse all over the place and you're riding a horse again and they try and to they try to make county, it so you better get the f out they try to make so, it so, so katie you were never like a big you were never way into horses, right? I what? Like, when you were younger, you were never, like... <laughs> he basically stopped himself for saying, you're not a horse cow. That's kind of where I was going, but I mean, you, like, were you you were never no. way into... Okay. No. You seem pretty sane, so I didn't think you so. You weren't like, a, like I need a pony. I had a deep Shout relationship my with cousin. my horse! <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, what I was going to say is, do you realize the amount of, like, customization of that horse that you can do? It's cool, listen. The he tack, said, the blankets, Justin the... Chunk even said, like, petting it... Like grooming it, all these things, and I'm like, our dogs don't get groomed. I do this. Like, where? See, that, I that's going to get me in trouble. I fell, I fell in love with up. the horse. Like he that was that was like my buddy. Like he was with our dogs, but Clock the Clock? horse got a lot more attention than remember. our puppy dogs. Oh, that's not true. Your horse's name was Clop Clop. But there's just there's so much oh, of I that kind Clop. of sim 
simulation that's added into this game. The, the fact that you can, that you have to, you know, uh, make sure that your horse is clean and that you are, you know, patting it and making it feel good. And every chance that I got that I saw a puppy dog, I would run up to that puppy dog and pet it until it was a good boy. Yeah, I, you know, lo- like, I love that that was an option. So... I just I I actually grew to really really love all of the kind of sim parts that they put in it. But like you said, there are a lot of things that are still deeply grounded in, you know, the 2008 uh uh what am I called? Grand Theft Auto 4. You know, the 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 cover isn't very good. The shooting felt really really fun, but there were plenty of times where I would go in into cover and he would not duck down, and that was upsetting. There's a lot of gameplay mechanics in the game that are still a, a decade behind. I don't know. I thought the shooting was actually not that bad by the standards of other Rockstar games. I but, thought I thought they were. It was. It got a lot better in GTA V, and I felt like they didn't really backslide on this one. So, but. but it was the story that kept me going. It was the characters that kept me going. I love, I mean, this is every bit of a story about Arthur as it is about Dutch. And Dutch wasn't, I, I don't like remember. Dutch. Dutch was my favorite. I don't remember him. Well, I mean, he's, he's as we were talking about games of this year that had cult leaders in them. I mean, that's really, Dutch was really Yeah, but he, like happened. you didn't even, like I love being it was a in the cult and turn. not even knowing I was it, in the cult. Was, yeah, you know what I mean? Great, like, it was a great heel turn. Yeah. Also, and well, that's kind of a spoiler. Uh, well, get into spoilers. Yeah, I'm I don't not, care. Dangerdog's no. not going to play through the game. He's going to play Fortnite when he gets I'm home. really glad that you got... Jerk off. I'm really glad... Far Cry 5. I'm really glad that Micah died. Because fuck Micah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> two F-sharps in one episode. So on our list, from best to worst is 10 to 1. Yeah. Best is Sea of Thieves. Worst, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. I... Katie's <laughs> list is the exact Red Dead, Re- Red Dead Redemption is Steve just was by far my favorite. Red Dead Redemption is just divisive. There, you know, when when Grand Theft Auto V came out, there wasn't any of us that weren't sitting around thinking that it wasn't unbelievable. I don't think it's that divisive. I there's mean, three there's three gamers in the room, and one of them hates it and would rather just beat off and play. Well, hold Fortnite. on, hold on. I'd rather play Fortnite. <laughs> don't talk about me like that. Yeah. No, I, and come it's on. It's not a nice I mean, thing this to say is a mature show here. Uh, no, like, I, I get it. I really do get it. And I really, really didn't want to poo-poo all over it. I can see the beauty. I can see, like, for... It's almost a game for professional game... For, for like, I'm not quite to the level of gamer dumb than uh, that you guys are. You are, dinger. I've you seen... No, see, I, no. You are a very... I don't even know what... I couldn't name one I, character I really in the Far Cry franchise. Like, I skipped a huge gap. I, I, I love gaming. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying, like, this game... The the was a step beyond that, and I wasn't ready to take that. And it because I wasn't ready to take that, it felt like an insult to me. It felt like uh, I forgot the name of the maker. Not Epic. Not Rockstar. Rockstar, Rockstar doesn't respect my time, and yeah. I'm not. I don't get up in arms about a lot of things. I don't think you, don't think you gave it time. enough time. How many hours did you put into this game? Like six. That's not I mean, enough. No, 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 no. I'm gonna disagree. I think. I think that. Once you get to six, once you get into that second, that second chapter was just. It was a, oh, it was it was, it was like the ship in the middle of the ocean with no wind. Like it just it completely slows down. I really wonder about how they play tested it, who play tested it. It feels like a game made by people who are still making games from when we were all in college, like for for a crowd of people. And some of that's whether it's because we're the ones sitting here reviewing it or talking about it, or whether it's. 
truly that gamers are just aged as a group, I feel like they really, the pacing of it was for another time or was targeting an audience that it didn't end up landing with. I feel like kids in high school weren't excited about this game. They're all playing Fortnite on their phones. Like it, that like, it's kind of shifted. You have to that. really be patient for the, the moments that are incredible. But Yeah, but I, I feel like that's expecting too much anymore. Sure, I, Patience I understand Patience is that. a virtue. I understand well, of course, that. Yeah, like, but... I can be patient for like the like, kids well, leaving the I'm house. I'm not saying that's that like, like, 10 minutes in. Like, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have had Justin's that chapter patient two. for me to stay in bed. <laughs> Please let her say. I, mean, I have oh to God. say that. Okay, can we, there's can so we, many. Wait, Dinger, do you want it? To like, which, which, no, no, I'm what about the moment that. when you ride up to that plantation with your gang at night? I mean, they, they take all of these incredible trappings from, from the Grand Theft Auto right. series and they put them into this Old West setting. And I, there was just so many moments that felt like Quentin Tarantino moments where the, the song would change, the the, 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 the the look of the camera would change. Yeah. I had so many moments where I was so excited. There's a moment where you are in a gunfight with a guy and he's constantly telling you, I was sleeping with your wife last night. And it, it immediately goes to press L1 to shoot the guy. My hand was hitting L1 way before it prompted me. And like, and I never killed, I barely killed, I only killed people that I had to and that I hated in this game. And I really felt like, I the way that I play these games You didn't hunt down and shoot a DJ? Yeah, like I wasn't a murderous monster. Like the people that I was killing in this game, I was killing because they deserved it. I I, I love this game. Because they slept with your wife. Because they No, they didn't sleep with my wife, but he was talking about it. Dead man. I, it, Dead man. The game is the game is like Dinger Dog, I'm surprised that you beat the last one cuz I didn't beat the last one. But it the last one had a completion rate of like ten percent of everybody that Wait, played it actually. Red, beat Red Dead One or Red GTA Dead One. Fun? Red Dead One. Like you didn't beat it? No, I oh. didn't beat it. That was another oh, one. I, I will say this about no matter what other <laughs> issues I may have with this game, Rockstar continues to be one of the few game makers that is really good at endings. Like that. <laughs> no, seriously. Happy endings. Side side no. conversation. We're we're, oh, okay. we're lost over here. Keep going, Mal. You yeah, keep going. Excellent with endings, Katie. <laughs> Very good. Uh, right, right. Uh, anyway, so... My father-in-law listens to this, so... Not anymore. Uh, so, anyway, what what I want to say is this. I, I, You know, I've been all over this game. I've been pushing, poo-pooing it or whatever. But I I do get where some of the gratification... Delayed gratification can be really nice. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> stop it. We, what we can do is, like... I just wasn't ready. Like I just don't have the time to. Commit do you think to you'll it. ever be able to to be ready? Like, do you think you can ever come back to this game? I don't know. I I literally like got Shadow of the Tomb Raider for Christmas, beat it in four days. And I know, that, and then and then tried to open this game, and I was like, I couldn't even make it out of camp. Literally, yeah. I was like, I want to get to the other side of camp. I couldn't get to, like I had to walk. You least- Everyone's like, Howdy, Arthur. You got to at least get to the fishing, man. There's like really good. I know the fishing. You get the different lures. Like you can go to all the different places that like are supposed to be the right places for real fish. I had to change my expectations of what I'm expecting from a Rockstar game for this. I, 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 I had to like not expect it to be this reward, reward, reward. Like I, I had to slow myself down. I had to appreciate the sim nature of it. What? What? No, no, that's the thing. That's maybe I think you just said it for me. He's like. 
And once I, I want did, rewards. I, loved it. I want my reward. That's yeah. like, like I have my grind in my regular life. I have my. That's it. Yeah. I no, have my I my tedium. Yeah. I have my like long plays that I'm working in my real life. When I flip on the the, the machine and it makes a noise and I I flip on my reward machine. I want my goddamn reward. Yeah. And it was a little too long to but get you it. You only to me. put six hours into it. Like you six have, hours. Is that's a, long a man time. thing to say. Put another six more hours into it. Get past that second chapter, and man, it opens up. I yeah, love. I love where the story goes. But it, it, I, it is not. That is true. And I, you really got to go till they at least do the fishing man. It's like the second camp. It doesn't take that much longer in the game. All um, because right. let's I was, go fishing. I was playing man. that, going like, oh my god, Dinger is gonna love this. Like the whole time when there was the. The first time they like really there's do the like forty back. different types of fish. That's like Danger Dog's bread and butter, and right like, there. And like if you go to like the part of the river you would expect to find that type of fish, like that's where they're Dinger's at. Wait, Dinger's Dinger, wait for you to go to the bathroom. Anyway? No, no, because hold X for s- five minutes to pull his willy out. Right, well, at some point, if there if there is, and if it is as challenging to do as the rest of the game, they have different bait types. Then like, then I would just actually go fishing. I'll drive forty five minutes. Because I'll have to drive 45 minutes in the game to go fishing. And then I'll go freaking fishing. Yeah, of course. And then I'll breathe actual clean air. And my, you know, I don't know. So. Let's wrap this up. Yes, let us. Let's wrap this up. I, this was my game of the year. I'm not sure if it was your game of the year, Malpa. Did you, would you think, no. did you think God of War was stronger than this? I thought God of War was stronger than this. Sony I have some other check. ones Sony that Sony aren't Sony on this list at all. But they were some of them that were games that I don't think anyone else played. So I'm cool with that. I mean, this was, again, this was a very good game. But. It could have been like a near perfect game with a little bit of more work. They're just rock star stuff. And they did it in the epilogue. Yeah. That, that's the thing that gets me. If they didn't do it at all in the game, I'd say, wow, I think they just really misread what they were doing, or they just didn't have the person who was working on that. They just forgot to implement that. But they did in the epilogue, and it made the epilogue the best part of the game because it actually had like really good pacing. Mm-hmm. And so it just feels like such a miss that they didn't do that. Like that had to be like in a intentional decision to do it that way so that's it for our uh top 10 games of uh, 2018 hey fellas we're heading into new year's hey do you guys have any new year's plans yeah 2019 uh i'm taking over the yep it's going to be about fishing Okay, fine. Do something. I can't coup. I declare a coup. Oh, uh, yes. This is Malpal and I are taking over. I hope you like talking about dry flies and wet flies. So listen, if you want to follow us on the Dirty. web, follow us or uh, go to www.theafternoonyap.com. Uh, you can email us for episode ideas at afternoonyap at gmail.com or just any questions you want to ask for Malpal, Catherine. Uh, Dinger Dog or Chunk the Punk. And you can follow us on Twitter at Afternoon underscore Yap. Happy New Year's, everybody. Yeah. Thank you all for li- every listen is a little joy in my heart and a hair on my chest. Dinger Thank Dog, you. You want to close us off, bud? Close us out? Love you guys. Love you too. See ya.